0: Hey, Money Clinic listeners, a quick request from me. We're looking for guests who want to talk to me about money in our upcoming shows. Got an idea? Email me at money@ft.com. Maybe you've got a side hustle that you want to scale up or want to understand your credit score. Are you sending remittances home overseas? Or perhaps you're trying to make life work as a digital nomad. Well, if any of those sound like you, reach out to us. We want to hear from you. Now that's done, did you know that alongside my journalistic career, I love to play music? Here's a little tune especially for this episode in my best karaoke voice. I can get no company pension. Freelance. I'll inflict the rest on you later. But first, I spoke to someone who is, dare I say it, a tad more involved in the music industry than I am.
1: One of my favourite parts of the industry, as weird as this sounds, is the work. I like the load in, I like the load out. There's a little thrill in it. Um, Everything's happening so fast, you know, I kind of crave that organised chaos.
0: Nick has a job that I think most of us would agree sounds pretty incredibly cool.
1: Yeah, so then we'll do that. Uh, Do a little concert and then it's the load out time. Tear everything down and kind of go back with it.
0: I love it do a little concert it's like the afterthought you know (laughs) get get them them to play a few tunes and
1: (laughs) right right yeah
0: Nick is a roadie for one of the world's biggest rock bands
1: I've had the opportunity on this tour to run the spotlight for Mick Jagger himself which is terrifying but it's also pretty cool to like have my part in the show with him as well you know because there's certainly some parts of the stage where if my light's not on him no one's
0: gonna see him so sort of. <laughs> when he, he can still move pretty fast
1: oh yeah yeah it's not an easy spot call that's for sure
0: <laughs> and and he's on the stage but where are you
1: so if if you look at like uh there's usually two tents out front and then behind those tents there's two towers that the spotlights are hung off of um so i'm up at the top i would say 50 feet in the air
0: You guessed it, Nick is part of the production crew for the Rolling Stones. And last year he spent a couple of months on the road with Mick, Ronnie and the gang on their No Filter tour in the US. Sounds pretty wild, right? However, Nick says life as a roadie is filled with a host of financial difficulties that require a certain level of money savvy to overcome. I think the
1: hard part of managing it is that you're going through all these cities and you are living kind of a very cool lifestyle. Um, you staying in really nice hotels, again, in the biggest cities in the world. So there's a lot of temptation to spend the money that's like right in front of you, um, especially if you just got handed like an envelope full of cash.
0: In fact, working in the live music industry is rife with financial instability. So when I heard that the Rolling Stones tour manager had, I kid you not, designed a programme to help his crew build up their financial literacy, I was fascinated to hear more. That's right, it might be sex, drugs and rock and roll on stage, but behind the scenes, the Rolling Stones crew have their own bespoke app that teaches them about topics like credit cards, buying a house and even saving for retirement. Welcome to Money Clinic, the weekly podcast from the Financial Times about personal finance and investing. I'm Claire Barrett, the FT's consumer editor. In this episode, I'll be exploring why long-term financial planning is of the utmost importance for gig workers, self-employed or independent workers as they're known in the US. With tips on budgeting, long-term saving and where to turn to for financial information – This episode will be a good steer for anyone looking to overhaul their financial game plan, not just for those working with rock stars. And remember, having a game plan is even more important in this current climate of rising inflation. Plus, we reveal why a retirement planning organisation has chosen to sponsor the Rolling Stones tour. Who knew? Mick Jagger is the new poster boy for pensions. Now... We couldn't afford to get Mick in the room, but here's a little musical rendition from me. Well, if the FT ever give me the sack, I may be able to carve out a living in some backstreet bar. But for now, back to Nick. He is 32 and lives in Chicago when he's not on tour. I caught up with him from a hotel room in Austin and started by asking him how, as a roadie, he'd navigated lockdown.
1: Uh, For me personally, I think at the beginning it was really hard. But then as we went on, I certainly found many silver linings. Um we were gone for years and years so I think like for most roadies to have the time with your family was certainly good um see friends that you haven't seen in years and pick up new hobbies that I don't think I ever would have had the time to pick up if I didn't have the downtime.
0: Mm. And in terms of those hobbies has picking up a guitar um (laughs) figured in any of this?
1: No I'm a terrible musician. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's funny though uh no i would say i mean it was certainly the stock market took off a little bit for me so that was a passion i definitely i've always kind of had but then i get, i had the time to really go deeper into that
0: well tell me a little bit more about the investing because i mean you and millions of others have kind of discovered investing during the pandemic i mean how, how have you found it and what are the habits that you're continuing now that normal life we hope is returning
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it was, uh, I think it was a pretty crazy transition in the stock market. Um, And and I think it was like an eye opening experience, because, you know, for a long time, people always look at work as your primary way of making money. Um, But now... To open like a second door, if you will, I think that's like a pretty awesome opportunity as well. And I'm pretty big into like, anytime you can have a hobby start producing you income, I mean, that's about as good as it gets.
0: Nick, as you might've guessed, is pretty financially astute, both in his choice of hobbies and his attitude to money on tour. He says every crew member gets daily cash or per diems, as they're known for their food while they're away on the road, And there are lessons here for anyone who earns this way in the gig economy. For me,
1: it was always important to take a large chunk of that and just put it in a separate compartment in my backpack. Don't ever look at it. Don't count how much is there. Um, And then usually you can come home with a good amount of money too, which is important. If I'm really trying to save a bunch of money, I'm not too proud to go get $5 footlongs. You know, it's like, (laughs) you know, I don't need to be fancy because I work for the Stones. It's
0: not that big of a deal. But even if you are saving that cash while on tour, it's the stretches between jobs when you can start to feel the pinch when you don't have a regular monthly paycheck.
1: I could see where people would get into that problem. Again, if you're living like a certain lifestyle and you're used to that, and then you go and don't produce any money for three months. It could be very scary. It could get that quick. Because like some people do spend a lot of time in casinos and bars. And some people spend a lot of time planning out what they can do to bring in more money or get another tour after that. So it's important to kind of guide the younger ones in the right direction. Mm. And I feel lucky that I, I got around Opie and some of my other mentors early. And they took me in that direction as well.
0: Opie. That's the nickname for Dale Shurseth, production director for The Rolling Stones.
1: Yeah, he certainly is someone I've looked up to for a while. I would say the thing I've always appreciated about him is that you can, you're gonna get the truth and you're gonna get it straightforward. You don't have to like comb through a filter to figure out what he's really trying to say. So anytime I get the offer to go work for Opie, it's no question, like he's the first one I would take the call from every time.
0: But it's not just in the world of building stages and rigging lighting that Dale, aka Opie, has had an influence on Nick.
1: My parents were always pretty savvy with money, but I would definitely say Opie is someone who's definitely molded my financial habits as much as any.
2: My name is Dale Sherseth. I am the production director for the Rolling Stones and... uh... I've been involved with them since 1994. I love it. We never want it to end.
0: Dale has been working for the Rolling Stones since the 1990s and has been in the live music industry since the late 1970s.
2: I wanted to be a musician and I realised I couldn't play an instrument. I had had no, no talent for any of that. But I did have the talent to see what people want and what musicians wanted. You know, it's like... A painter could see colour and I could see what these guys wanted, what musicians wanted, what people wanted. You,
0: it, I was meant to speak to him down the line of, from his hotel room, uh, but, but at like the last minute would, he got called on site you know, on the morning of the only Stones only Austin five, gig.
2: But this, this job is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's uh, Even like today, I had to come down to the venue to, to address some things that needed to be dressed with. So actually I'm on site, so if you hear any forklift beeping or anything like that, that's what's going on.
0: Mm. Now, when it comes to personal finances of you know, people who are working within the music industry, but also within the, the touring economy, I mean, what is it like financially working in the industry you're in? What are the upsides and, and the downsides?
2: The, the upside is you get paid very well. You do get paid very well. Plus, you'll get a per diem. Plus, you'll get all your accommodations paid, everything taken care of.
0: I'm just going to jump in here to note that the Stones crew I spoke to were reluctant to give me an exact income figure. But labour stats in the US show roadies can earn anything between $22,000 up to $125,000. So great if you're working for the biggest bands, but for gig workers on lower incomes, the financial pressures are much greater.
2: The downside is if you don't prepare for the, the, the slow seasons, you could get yourself in trouble. A two, and also, the downside is a tour can end like in a heartbeat. It, it, it could end like something could happen, and it's happened on every tour I've worked on, one way or another. There has been a stoppage of work immediately. It's like it's like you get that. I get that call in the middle of night, and it's usually not on the cell phone. It's usually on the hotel phone, and that's when you know you, something bad happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I've had a lot of things happen in my career. You know, I've had. Musicians throw, try to throw a TV out the window, and it bounces back at them. The glass is not breakable glass, so and, and it falls on their leg and breaks it. You end up going home.
0: And the best way of managing the financial ups and downs, as unrock and roll as it sounds, long-term financial planning.
2: I feel I'm good with money. Uh, been that way my whole life with my father. You know, you know, teaching me and showing me ways of saving and. Especially when I started in this industry, he took a good look at it from the outside and said, no one's going to be there for you. You need to take care of yourself. And it was proven fact at the pandemic, that no one's there for you besides yourself. You you always have to have that safety net. If you're not prepared, you could be found yourself in, uh, some people found themselves in dire straits. I need to, and I continue to plan for it because you never know what's going to happen. You get sick, you can get whatever. So if you plan for your future, there shouldn't be any real big surprise besides you're going to go enjoy the luxury of your retirement.
0: Dale is so big on financial planning that he's made a point of keeping his door open to his crew members to talk about it.
2: Why it's important to me, first off, is I feel that the well-being of all these people that I bring along, young or old, that there is a time that the industry will stop or your jobs will stop. And it's important that I... I don't know why I feel it's so important, but I feel it is important that I say something to them. It became something that I was, I don't know, addicted to of telling, talking about, and actually seeing the the epidemic of people not saving money. It's of any kind, not even for the rainy day. So it's something that comes to heart with me, I guess it's. Something I love to do and I cherish to do and share with people that I work with.
0: But this culture Dale has fostered over the years of open-door chats and on-site advising around financial planning took on a different guise when the Rolling Stones tour attracted its latest sponsor, a coalition of financial services companies called the Alliance for Lifetime Income.
3: My name's Jean Statler and I'm the CEO of the Alliance for Lifetime Income which is a nonprofit organisation designed to help consumers uh, learn about how to prepare for retirement and, and develop income in retirement so that they don't run out of money um, as we all live longer in the next few um, decades.
0: The US and the UK have different systems of saving for retirement, but essentially there are three strands. What the government provides what your employer contributes, and what you yourself can save. Now, in recent decades, as company pensions have become less generous and state contributions are reduced, the onus is very much on the individual to save more. So what the Alliance for Lifetime Income does is educate people about the retirement saving options available to them and the importance of long-term financial planning. And this organisation is sponsoring a Rolling Stones
3: tour. Why, I hear you ask. One was to overlap with our target audience. The demographics are perfect in terms of the fans. And the second reason really is we find that there's this gap in education to those people who are on their way to to becoming, you know, turning 65. Um, In fact, in two years, there'll be more 65-year-olds than ever in the history of the United States. And the third reason is is that people more and more want to live life to its fullest. They want to figure out how to have the freedom to live after they retire, or even if they're forced to retire. And who better embodies that than the Rolling Stones? In fact, Mick Jagger is the poster child for longevity, right? So the Alliance sponsors
0: the tour, aiming to get the audience signed up to its mailing list, but then. Gene was introduced to Dale.
3: And what we wanted was, could he help us find one of the crew members, one of the roadies who would actually um, maybe have the same point of view that we're trying to, to uh, align with and educate consumers with. And he goes and he says, well, I have annuities. I, in fact, I have three annuities and um, I'd be, I'd love to work with you all to um, educate consumers coming through those gates about the, the importance of having that kind of secure income.
0: Part of the reason Dale is keen to help, because he and his crew are all workers on precarious incomes.
3: And so he's been on his own educating the roadies about how to save, how to invest. And so one of his requests was, could you help me with some app, something online that my guys could do in their own time?
0: So... That's how the Rolling Stones tour crew have ended up with their own personal financial education app. I had a look through some of the content and it's really good. Lots of short modules that they can complete in their spare time in between building lighting rigs or going off to get a foot-long sub for Mick Jagger. It's pretty much a formalised version of the financial education that Dale was giving out verbally before. So what about those of us who aren't lucky enough to have a bespoke app to hand? Well, if you're in the US, you can access loads of information about saving for retirement on the website of the Alliance for Lifetime Income. There's a link in today's show notes. You can also delve into the Money Clinic back catalogue. Our previous episodes include getting started in investing, sorting out your pension and financial tips for the self-employed. And don't forget to look in the show notes for links to free to read FT articles on the same topic. Now, back to the Rolling Stones tour. What tips do Dale and Gene have for anyone looking to get a handle on their long-term financial plan? First, figure out how much you're spending.
2: It's something I say every time, first off to everybody. Write down everything you spend your money on for one month and continue doing that for one year. And as the months go by, each month, look at what you can save, take off the list, what you can take away. That's what I start with basic 101 with the people. And once they start that, then come talk to me about investing.
0: And once you can generate a surplus from your income and have built up an emergency savings pot, Jean says...
3: The next step is to find a financial advisor, a financial professional, or go online and figure out how you could invest that so that it actually grows and continues to grow um, that small amount over time. But a huge problem especially when you're just getting
0: started in investing, is not being able to understand the jargon. Dale has a good rule of thumb for finding the right advisor.
2: And again, and I know I repeat that my dad taught me a lot. And he said, if you know, if you know at least half of what the person has said to you when you walk out of an investment office or understand half of what they said, You're okay. That's a good person. If you don't understand anything they've said to you, if they make the circle and the pie and do the thing, you might want to find somebody else.
0: And finally, Dale says when it comes to investing for retirement, after building up your emergency fund, you need to be playing the long game.
2: I'm a long-termer. I took on the long-term route. So, again, I've been doing it since I've been 18. I'm going to be 60 here. So, I'm going for the long haul. And and, uh, and I've learned not to do the the instant grab. You know, you just save it and then invest it because you save what you need to save to support you through those six months and then move the rest into some kind of investment to, for the future. You, you gotta keep putting it away and pretend it's not there. And just pretend it's just not there. That's what I've done for the last 40 plus years.
0: And I'll add my own two cents in here. The younger you are when you get started being organised with your money, the easier it will be for you to maintain those good financial habits in the future. Is Dale's crew taking any notice? I asked lighting technician Nick what it's been like having such a financial education focus backstage. What do you think has been the impact of this financial literacy app on the crew at large? What kind of feedback have people been giving about it?
1: Ah, It's been mostly positive. I'll tell you, I've heard more talk about money and finance than I've ever heard on tour before, that's for sure.
0: And what other tips has Nick picked up from Opie after the years they've spent working together?
1: I think, well, the first thing he he told me is there's no excuse to end a tour and not be coming home without any. You know, you should never have put yourself in that fine of a line um so that has been a big one um and then also you know just pointing me in the direction of you should try and get a house one day um it's a good financial decision um yeah he's given me a great great advice but I would say the big one is that make sure at the end of every tour you at least are bringing something home with you
0: and what would your advice be to other crew members who might not have had the same experience as you
1: I think sometimes it's important to remember you're the technician, not the rock star. Uh, So if you get if you start going out for the really fancy dinners all the time or you buy a super expensive car that you don't really need because you're on tour 10 months a year, um, I would argue that's that's the best way to get yourself into financial trouble.
0: And Nick, thinking about your own finances and investments, what will be your next steps?
1: Now, I kind of want to do a little real estate as well to kind of like diversify and have more uh, areas where I can produce income, right? That way, in case my industry shuts down again, I can just, again, jump to another market and see where I can produce
0: money there. Mm. And then finally, how normal is it to have a financial education program on the tour have you ever worked on a show that's had anything like this
1: no unheard of unheard of but that again that's like why you got to tip your cap to opie because he's the one dude that cares enough about the technicians to actually put
0: that out there okay final question you've got to see the stones perform live so many times on this tour but what for you is the track that you love the most
1: Oh, uh, probably give me shelter. Mm. Yeah, they do a really good justice too. It, it's a they do it proper, so that I would say that's probably the one that if it's gonna give me goosebumps, it would be that one.
0: Mm, that guitar riff coming in at the start. Mm-hmm. the money clinic this week and we hope you like what you've heard if you did spread the word and leave us a review though maybe not of my singing and if you would like to chat with me on a future episode of the show then get in touch you can email me our address is money at ft.com or dm me on twitter or instagram i'm at claire b money clinic was produced and edited in london by persis love our assistant producer is talia augustidis our executive producer is manuela Saragosa. Our sound engineer is Breen Turner, and the original music is by Metaphor Music. And finally, the Money Clinic podcast is a general discussion about financial topics and does not constitute an investment recommendation or individual financial advice. For that, you'll need to find an independent financial advisor. That's the small print over and done with. See you back here soon. Goodbye.